Happy Thursday morning, everybody. Before this morning's episode starts, I just wanted to let you know a little bit of a twist today. Uh, at the end of Adam's episode, uh, we've added a replay of uh, yesterday's afternoon breaking news uh, interview that we did uh, here on Hobby News Daily in case you missed it. So uh, you will hear our regular Hobby News Daily morning minute. And then if you want to continue to listen, you can hear um, the information that we uh, broke here yesterday regarding employees from Fanatics and Panini. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Welcome to Hobby News Daily, your source for sports news, collectibles, and all items hobby related. Follow on all podcast platforms or on hobbynewsdaily.com along with all your favorite writers and content creators. Grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's show. What's up, everybody? It's Adam. Thank you for tuning in to the Hobby News Daily Morning Minute. Today is Thursday, April 6th, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Collectibles. Make sure you go check out their site. All the links will be in the episode description. As Jim Nance would say, hello friends. Today is the start of the Masters at Augusta, one of the biggest golf tournaments in the world. When it comes to sports cards and golf cards, there really has been not as much coverage on the sport in general. Over the past few years, we have seen a little bit of a run-up when it comes to like Tiger Woods cards and Phil Mickelson cards, but overall, there aren't as many products as there are for other sports. Right now, Upper Deck is going to be the ones that own the own the golf license, so if you're looking for any cards of young golfers right now, most likely they're going to be Upper Deck. And we saw over the past few years, the split up between the PGA and the Live Tour. So it's going to be interesting over the next few years to see what happens with golf cards. And if a company comes in and start make, starts making Live cards, or if a company can come in and really bring golf to the next level, because I think Upper Deck is doing an okay job, but I do think that there are some personalities that we will see over the next few years. On Netflix, there was a documentary series similar to Drive to Survive in F1 that was being produced with golf that's going to be coming out very soon. So it's going to be interesting to see if that has an effect on sports cards the same way that Drive to Survive had on F1 cards. For Fanatics this past week, the biggest news was probably that they're going to be starting to make basketball cards under the Topps branding for the 2023-24 season. But I think that there is some other big news that many people may not have seen. Fanatics just announced that they acquired the leading Italian sports merchandise manufacturer. They're going to be partnering with this company that's going to eventually become Fanatics Italy. So one of the big issues with Panini cards, not exactly with Topps cards, because I think they do a pretty good job with the memorabilia that they are putting in their cards. But with Panini is that a lot of their patches and a lot of their uh, logo men that they use for their cards are not game worn. Uh, this company mainly works works with a lot of the Serie A Italian football teams. So you are going to see like Juventus, uh, AC Milan, uh, all of the Italian teams. And, and, and I don't know if this is necessarily going to affect soccer first, but I think it is a big deal because it also gives Fanatics another foot in the global market. We did see a different company, uh, 
the PSA, they announced that they're going to be working with a company in Europe to David Adams in Europe to expand their global reach. So if Fanatics is going to grow the way that they are expecting to grow, I think that using overseas and foreign companies to grow in those regions are definitely going to be one of the ways that they're going to be able to do it. Like I mentioned previously in the episode, last week was the start of opening day for baseball, and Joe Papaliano put out some interesting stats when it came to how they are doing so far this season. So, the new MLB rules have led to a higher batting average and more stolen bases while also cutting out 30 minutes of downtime. So, game time from 2022 was 3 hours and 9 minutes. So far this season, it's going to be 2 hours and 38 minutes. Most importantly, it's a viewership, MLB TV generated 172 million watched minutes on opening day, shattering the previous record by 42%. So for sports cards, obviously we've seen Tops and Fanatics kind of come together and Fanatics and Tops are making these cards right now. But I would say overall, when it comes to sports cards, like if you talk to somebody who's maybe a little bit of a casual when it comes to cards, if you say that you're into sports cards, a lot of people are going to come to come back to you and say oh like baseball cards i think the association with baseball cards and sports cards is very important so over the next few years the growth of the sport of baseball is going to be very important for fanatics and tops Obviously, Fanatics is going to be getting those other licenses, but for the most part, I think that there's going to have to be a major cultural shift for people to really start viewing uh, sports cards as its own thing and not associating it with baseball cards. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed, hit us up on socials at Hobby News Daily on Twitter and Instagram and let us know what you thought about the episode. Also, make sure every morning you check back to HobbyNewsDaily.com because our site has officially launched and our wonderful staff of writers are publishing articles every single day. Hi, I'm Danny Black and we're here with a morning minute afternoon update with some breaking news. It is uh, Wednesday, April 5th, and I am joined by John Newman. There's been some buzz around the hobby, and John, I think you can uh, give us some details on what's going on. Yeah, I've had a couple sources reach out uh, that will not be named, but uh, stating that uh, at the Mint that just was held, Fanatics has purged some of Panini's uh, important staff uh, that, that works for Panini. They will be headed uh, to work for Fanatics. Now this, to do a little prefacing here too, Danny, uh, you know, we remember some months back when we saw all the social media stuff saying that the sale of Panini to Fanatics was imminent. It was a done deal. Um, and then if you were, you know, those that obviously were following that, know that kind of story died off. Like it literally stopped. There was no more, yep. you know, the smoke kind of went away and, you know, that would that was sort of the end of it. Now, what I believe is my feelings that, that that there was an attempt to buy Panini by Fanatics and that offer was rebuked then. I'm sure they, you know, came in pennies at the dollar. I don't I don't have numbers obviously, but they probably tried to buy uh, I'm sure Panini for a lot less than Tops cost them, uh, with uh, when you compare the two companies. Uh, is, uh Panini 
uh, rebuked that offer and said, no, thanks. We're, we're, you're not buying us for that. And so what Panini, uh, what Panini has done now is started to purge their important staff. And uh, many have resigned today from uh, Panini and have uh, went over to Fanatics. And I am being told this is just the first foray, that that will continue to occur. And if you know anything about business, right, while some people will say it's dirty pool, it's not illegal. It might be a little bit of a low blow, but it's it's nothing illegal. And if you can't buy a company, but you steal all their employee assets, uh, it almost forces that company to, again, uh, sell to you. So I think that's the power play here, Danny, is, hey, you didn't want, you didn't like our offer? That's fine. Your people are worth more than our, our, our offer is anyway. We'll just take your folks and, you know, your, your cupboards will be empty. So I'm sure we're going to hear more about this, but just to kind of summarize and give people some context of what we're talking about, it, Fanatics uh, uh, at the Mint Collective uh, was able to uh, hire a number of uh, important Panini staff members. And uh, we are understanding that it's almost an immediate uh, decision that those staff members will be leaving uh, and heading over to Fanatics. Um, which puts a lot of pressure on uh, Panini as a company in general. Is that a fair assessment of where we are? Yeah, everything's happened as far as the the people resigning from uh, Panini. That's all went down in the last couple of days. I think the the shoe dropped at Mint, where many people were in the same location to hash out, you know, contract and salary details. And when people returned from Vegas to you know, Corver headquarters, those letters of resignation uh, were submitted uh, with the intent to leave the company. So uh, it's and it's quite a few. This is not one or two folks. Uh, I'm not going to name specific names, even though I may have a few of those names. I'm just in fairness to families and people involved in the companies themselves. Uh, I don't think it'd be fair to disclose that. But uh, it looks like, and you know, we've seen we've seen tops uh, really ramp up a lot of basketball talk lately, right? They listen. One thing we've we've learned with fanatics, the way they do business, right? They're very strategic. They're they're all planned out. This is looks like a a very strategic attempt to acquire the rights to basketball before twenty twenty six. And it also sounds. Uh... Sounds like it's some important key talent. So these are not these are not low level employees. These are key employees, and so Fanatics is clearly uh, grabbing talent from the hobby, not outside the hobby. I'll, I'll use a military term. Maybe not always the, the greatest thing to do in, in some cases, but it's what kind of hit me first, right? It's it's a, a torpedo to the main crux of the ship, right? To the defunct, you know, to to where the the boiler room and the engine room is, uh, that's that's the analogy uh, I'll make to uh, to hit the main crux of the organization to to cripple it, and then make it where a company would have no no alternative but to kind of raise the white flag and say, okay, let's talk sale now, and I think that's obviously fanatics. Uh, goal and and you know strategy here. Well, I think the, the closer we get to these licensing 
being switched over the more uh, news like this we might hear. So uh, thank you very much. I'm glad we're, we're able to get this breaking news in. This is what Hobby News Daily is for. Take care. Thanks, John. Yep. We'll see you.